Good morning, good evening, good afternoon to all those food production industry lovers, or if you got lost thinking this was the new Jamie Oliver series, welcome as well. This new series of Tag Talks will be hosted by myself, Matt Welton, and if you don't know me, you probably aren't missing out on much. But I'm a food lover, and some would say too much by the size of my trouser waist, but I am a current MDS graduate working in the food and marketing industry, and I'll be hosting this series of podcasts. In this series, I've submitted a budget request in the MDS system to open my own restaurant, which operates magically socially distanced from the world of COVID, and it will be called Tag Talks. My service staff have the special powers to produce from thin air any food from around the world, and all funded by our lovely sponsor, the MDS budget, courtesy of Mrs. Greta Ryan. <laughs> Along with a different guest star, we will delve together each week into our guests' favorite full menu and serve them a lovely hypothetical meal. So this week, we have our lovely People's Development Manager, Greta Ryan, on the podcast. However, before we introduce her, she doesn't know that there is a mystery ingredient. And this week's mystery ingredient is gold. I think it's pointless on food, it's a bit pretentious, and it just adds to the value of it. So just get grab yourself a Big Mac and you'll be done with it. But now we're going into the podcast. If it gets mentioned, which I will say later in the podcast... Any time by our guest Greta during this episode, Greta will have to give us our choice of secondment for the next secondment. <laughs> I'm only joking, we'll just have to kick her off the podcast, which I truly <laughs> don't have to do. <laughs> so, welcome Greta to our magical MDS restaurant, Tag Talks. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and thank you for a fantastic introduction. <laughs> thank you, I've been working on that all day. <laughs> I have been working on my work as well, so don't worry. We'll see. <laughs> Um, so MDS is a system with interviews. I mean, we probably have to go through quite a lot of interviews during our time at MDS. So I thought, for before we get into the restaurant, I'd ask you an interview question, which okay. some workplaces ask. And I just want to get your vibe on it, see what you think about it. Okay. But this is one that's usually asked at Trader Joe's in America. And they say, what do you think of garden gnomes? <laughs> I think they should be on a permanent holiday. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't see the purpose of them, really. Other than to borrow them and send postcards around the world, I can't actually understand their function. Yeah, they're just something aesthetic in a garden, really, aren't they? They don't really have much to them. <laughs> no, and why would you want one? You'd have uh, to sell me quite hard on why would. what's their purpose. See, so this is the thing. So do you know why the reason they ask these questions and they want you to go into depth on this? Because mm -hmm. this is actually a vibe check on the inter interviewee because it allows them to relax and it helps them assess what sort of person you are. And if you can counteract this curveball <laughs> of a question, it shows that you're good at reacting to bizarre situations. So that's something that can be applied in the workplace. So that's why they usually ask questions like this. Ah, okay. So um, ask me again. <laughs> what do you think of garden names? <laughs> I think every home should have one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ain't a home if they don't have a garden name. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, I won't be buying any soon, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't think I will either, until I can afford a house at least. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So now we've warmed up a bit, I think I just want to let's get into the restaurant. So you just have to picture we've got some genies who are the wait waitresses and waitresses, and they're here and they can produce anything in the world that you want. But the first thing you do is you walk into our restaurant. I've, uh, we've made your table and everything. But do you want still sparkling, still or sparkling water? Uh, I would like still. 
still is there any reason behind that absolutely for me bubbles have only one place and that's in a glass of champagne or or a bottle of fizz nothing else I think if you drink if you drink a glass of sparkling water I always think there's a bit of an expectation and it then it disappoints because it's not an alcoholic expectation so that's that's why I would stick to still yeah, I have to agree. I feel like it just ruins the meal, to be honest. The thing it offers the yeah. taste of it, really. So, yeah. yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. Perfect. So we'll have we'll have a um, we'll have a bottle of still, please. Do you want do you want a bottle, a jug? I don't know. Do you want a jug with a bit of ice and lemon? Oh, yeah. No, ice and lemon will be great. Thank you. Oh, cool. Well, do I get an alcoholic to... drink to start off with as well, though? No, we'll be going for the end of the meal for that. Just for you know, you 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 just want to relax at the end of the meal. I mean, okay. you could have cucumber water if you really wanted to push it out. <laughs> There's no point in having cucumber in water. <laughs> cucumber is water, isn't it? Cucumber probably has quite a high content of it. I guess we'll have to reach out yeah. to our member companies in case any of them can <laughs> give us some scientific background <laughs> for that. Or maybe I'll research it for the next one. <laughs> okay. Perfect. So we've got you we've got you still water, yeah? So mm-hmm. now you're getting a bit peckish at the start. So we want to know, do you want bread or poppadoms? Um, I'm going to have bread, please. Um... Yeah, why would you have a poppadom to start with? I don't know. I'm a big fan of Indian food, so I'd go for a poppadom, really, with a bit of nice mango chutney, but um, don't know. Yeah, if I was having a curry, maybe, but um, no, bread all the way. Oh, no, I love a bit of a poppadom, Greta. <laughs> I have to say, I think someone at school used to say it. I think one of my mates had the worst joke about it, and he goes... The guy goes, do you want poppadoms? And he goes, yeah, I'm going to pop a dom down there. But <laughs> it was awful. It was awful. Sad. So, so you said bread, yeah? So what mm-hmm. sort of bread are we going for here? You know? Okay, so um, you may or may not know this, but um, my background is uh, Irish. So the Irish are renowned for soda bread. Yeah. So I would have soda bread with loads of butter. Um, and if that wasn't available, I'd be happy for a walnut bread. And if yeah. that wasn't available, I'd be happy for, to be fair, any bread. I don't think there's any bread that I don't like. I think the thing is, I don't know if it's an English thing, Greta, but I personally think bread and butter is a staple of English culture. You know, who doesn't love just like you're feeling a bit down or something, a bit hungover. You're like, oh, do you know what I want? Some bread and butter. It works all the time. I'm with you on that. My earliest memories, actually, when I was growing up was um, uh, in Ireland, was that we would have, we'd make bread and, um, well, I wouldn't, I was too young, but we'd make bread and we'd literally spend the day cutting it, sticking it on um, a prong and toasting it in an open fire. Yeah. Um, oh, that was amazing. Yeah. So do you think, like, because obviously this restaurant can produce anything you want. Do you want to go back in this nostalgia and have that specific bread that you had from the fire? Yeah, that would be nice. But the only thing I found out was, <laughs> the only thing I found out was I used to like mine really burnt and it's so bad for you. And I didn't know that. <laughs> really? <laughs> I love burnt toast and cold butter. Absolutely love it. But I don't uh, think I you're meant to eat it. <laughs> Say that again. Can't agree with you on that one. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Burnt t- you know, if ever there's burnt toast in this house, you know, me and the dog are up for it. For 
<laughs> we're fighting for it in the kitchen, but we're not meant I mean, to eat it. I live with a, lo a lovely MDS trainee called Jack Shannon, and uh, it seems to be he burns his toast every week, so I'm used to the smell <laughs> Is that his speciality? <laughs> it is his speciality at the moment, you know, hard day work, burnt toast. <laughs> uh, so yes, burnt toast would be good. Perfect. So we started off, we've got some still water and we've got and we've got some nice burnt bread uh -huh. think, and butter. So we've we've taken it away, we've wiped all the crumbs off the table. So I think the next thing is what starter would you like at this restaurant? So, uh, <laughs> I think I'd, it, do you know what? It depends what I'm wearing. <laughs> so, this, this is like, I might be having a dress crisis at this moment. So, if I was wearing something that wasn't going to stain, I would say, I want mussels, please. Um, and I want them steaming hot in a really lovely garlic sauce with crunchy onions. Ooh. But if I was wearing something that stained, I'd probably go for pate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll assume that I haven't had my dress crisis and I'm not wearing anything that would stain. Yeah. So I will go for mussels, please. Mussels, perfect. I mm. do love mussels. Uh, uh, can you remember, like, the favourite place you found mussels? Because we can, we can extract them from that. <laughs> oh, well, um, yes, I can. And it's a really strange one, but... I went on holiday to a Greek island called Thassos. Yeah. And um, it was like, we thought we'd got bought this luxury, you know, rented this luxury place. And it wasn't quite as it had been advertised. And to actually get into town, which was something like a, a quick walk into town was the description. But it was something like 20 minutes on the bus. <laughs> so <laughs> not quite sure what a quick walk was in that book. But... Um, we found a Greek restaurant that did the best Italian food that I've ever tasted. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but part of it was they did these mussels and they were to die for. And I spent 14 nights eating mussels. 14? <laughs> I didn't even bother. By the end of it, they would just show me to the normal table. They didn't bring me a menu. They just served me this big, huge pot of mussels. It was, they were amazing. So I'll have them four nights in the desert, but Greta did 14 days and 14 nights with the mussels. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'll, I'll have a bowl of those, Matthew, and a passport, and perhaps 10 nights in Greece right now would be good. <laughs> Seeing as you've got this magic, you've got this magic place, you can maybe sort that out. Unfortunately, we're just uh, sponsored by uh, the MDS budget, so I'm sure we can go into that as well and provide that as well. So. Might have to find the uh, late local taverna when it opens up then. <laughs> Do we want to bring any of your uh, bread from the main course to dip in that? that, that yeah. When you told me you were wiping up the crumbs, I got a little bit upset internally, actually. And I think I've been, by this point, rugby tackling the waiter and saying, please don't take anything away, just bring more. <laughs> I'm sorry, we we do have a rating of five star on TripAdvisor, so we will bring back some bread. We we we, we made enough. We made plenty of enough. So then we, we can definitely do that. That would be perfect. So I can mop everything up. Oh, I mean that's the dream, really. That's the dream. See, we're easily pleased right now, aren't we? <laughs> You know what? You've hit you've hit the nail on the head. I haven't had to disagree with you on anything except for possibly the burnt toast, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Don't knock I, it I, till you've tried it. 
exactly exactly i i mean i think now we sort of have to sort of lead on but i think before the main course i think i just want to let you, you start us settling a bit you know i mean you've had quite a lot of food so far you've had quite a bit of bread and you know you're probably filling up a bit so mm-hmm. i did ask you before this to bring an interesting fact about yourself or a funny fact so yeah okay so I had to think about this one because I don't consider myself very funny. So I'm going to give you two things. Um, you may or may not remember Riverdance. Um, so Riverdance was, a, it, and still is, it's like a phenomena. It, it's an Irish uh, dancing um, show uh, that they launched at the Eurovision and it's gone on it's it's I think it's raked in millions and millions and millions all over the world and the guy that actually um danced in it and Corey you know sort of brought it to the screen shall we say was a guy called Michael Flatley uh who was a very um famous Irish dancer uh, I think he came from Chicago actually and I actually danced with him before he became famous Ooh, yes. So that's my interesting fact. And my funny fact, I'm going to give you a very potted <laughs> history of something that is more like a confession. Yeah. And I feel this is a really good time to offload. Um, but <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> I was working for uh, a company and we had a show on in at the NEC. Yeah. And the stand we were demonstrating our equipment on was very big to the point where we had about 200 members of staff on it and we had yeah. our own catering upstairs. And I'd, I'd just left uh, another company to join them, as had about nine other people. So we'd all moved over to this new company. And when we got to the show, we realized that our old company was right next door to us. <laughs> so there was a little bit of banter going on between the two companies. And we had decided, moving on to this new stand, that in these days, it was okay to smoke in the office and drink alcohol at certain times. Neither of which I would want any trainee even <laughs> thinking is a possible opportunity at any before, point during working hours. Before you continue that, we just want to put a disclaimer on that. So that isn't worth <laughs> telling any trainees to drink smoke <laughs> work hours. But, but I would expect nothing less. <laughs> but in these and in the times it was, it was it was kind of accepted that people did that. Anyway, to cut a long story short, um, the chairman of the new company approached me and asked me. He was Italian, and if I could set the scene, he wore a three-piece suit, a long coat, hat, and always smoked a cigar. Yeah. And he came onto the stand and he says, "Greta, I am very upset." This is my Italian accent, by the way. And he says, um, I have gone upstairs. I want to drink. There is no vino. And I said, no, Gianni, you know, we decided we're having an alcohol-free stand. You know, we need to be more professional, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, uh, about two or three hours later, I see boxes and boxes and boxes of wine coming in. And long story short was he and he invited me upstairs to um, sit with him while he tasted all of them, as, along with some of my other managers, peers. And yeah. we got very happy. That's probably the best thing to say, <laughs> of which we all needed um, support to get down the spiral staircase from the two stands. And as we were walking out, the, our previous company were having a post-show meeting and there would have been about 100 of them sat around having the big speech from the MD. 
We've been spending the afternoon um, pondering the meaning of life and tasting all these fantastic bottles of wine. And we go outside and there are two coaches outside with yeah. their company name on. <laughs> and I went and I told them that they'd left. <laughs> so that is my confession. And you just told these people that they're, well, you are happy. <laughs> their bus is yeah. gone, so they're... And the coaches did drive off because the next day they were all um, very upset that they'd all had to find their way home and they couldn't understand what the coach company had left them. <laughs> and I just said, that's just shocking. So I've never actually openly admitted that to anyone outside the, the four or five of us that have spent that afternoon. Um, so I just felt it was a really good opportunity to get it off my chest and confess. So thank you very much. I have to say that is the best story I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of hoping that that company doesn't actually ever listen to this podcast now. Uh, yeah, so do I. <laughs> no, don't worry, we won't share it too far. We won't share it too far. <laughs> Hopefully this is an MDS for now. Cool. Oh, that's great. So after that story, I'm sure you get a bit hungry, aren't you now? I am. So I guess... We're going to go to the main course now. So, okay. Greta, what would be your ideal main course? So, I thought long and hard about this, and I'm going to say chicken and cornbread. Chicken and <laughs> Which, cornbread. Yeah. So, but it's not any chicken and cornbread. So, if somebody yeah. said to me, Greta, do you want a piece of finger-licking chicken? It would be absolutely no way. Why would I? Yeah. Why does anyone want that no, of course why would you want one of the biggest brands in uk okay <laughs> yeah does that need another disclaimer anyway so um so when you asked me to do this what i was actually thinking about was food that i've really enjoyed in my travels and um i had chicken and cornbread um in san francisco when I was working out there for a while. And um, I stumbled, uh, again, I was out there for two or three months in the first um, time, and it was um, building up to a very big exhibition. And the night before we were um, all due to come home, I'd been out there for quite some time, I met some um, friends who'd also come over for the show, and they said, come on, let's just... Um, and go out for an evening and we ended up finding this club and it was off the real beaten track and it was um they were just advertising um chicken and but we could hear some really good music yeah. so anyway we're going to this um this club and it was something you'd see in the movies it was like really dark it was like an old jazz club and they sit us down and we ask for a menu and they say there's only one thing on the menu chicken and cornbread and i'm thinking oh <laughs> You know, is the chicken grilled? Da, da, da. No, it's fried. I'm thinking, oh, no. But anyway, yeah. music was really good. So we sat down. Um, and as we were, as as the night was going on, lots and lots of our friends were coming in. They were, they were also finding um, this place. Um, and in the end, there was quite a few of us there. And it turns out the group that was singing were a Grammy Award-winning winning group called the Gospel Hummingbirds. And they were four guys. They must have been then. They must have been in their 60s and 70s. And they were phenomenal. And I just remember biting into this chicken, listening to that music, thinking that's the best chicken I've ever tasted. Um, so, yeah. So I, I would like some uh, chicken, fried chicken and cornbread, please. 
the thing is, I, I have to agree with you. I do love a bit of chicken, a bit of fried chicken, but nothing in the world could convince me to put sweet corn in bread. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I, I went, I went to DC once, and I just don't see the appeal of putting sweet. Like, <laughs> I don't like sweet corn anyway, to be honest. <laughs> Well, but, I like sweet corn. Not that that's a... in it. It's got like loads of bits in it, isn't it? Like quite it must have a really weird texture. I think it's one of the few things that the human body, the kernel, the, the human body, the outer part, sorry, can't digest. Yeah, I think that, that might be an interesting fact. But um but I you know, don't knock it till you've tried it and it was actually really, really nice. No, I mean, to be honest, this is this is it's my restaurant, but it's your meal, so don't don't worry. I can't. I'm not taking it off the menu. This well, is uh, this is what you're having. So, and you notice there's a common theme because it's more bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so we what we basically realise is Greta will be happy if you give us some bread, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah, and bread some and bubbles. <laughs> and some bubbles. Well, to be honest, actually, that that's actually le- leading us on to the end of the main course. Actually. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the main course, we've decided that we're, we're just, the dessert's like cooking in the background. We're not going to ask you what that is, but we just want to take you just quickly to the side and just like the guy from the bar goes, he goes, Greta, we've got any drink in the world. What would you like? It would be um, a gin and tonic or can I have two? <sighs> I don't know. It's Go really you know what? Why not? Why not? Why not? <laughs> I haven't actually splurged on my main course, so there's... Got to be some I mean, budget left. The, the budget's fine. You went, you went, you went quite under with your main course. If anything, I think we can get the sweet cornbread quite easily. So, yeah, I would like a um, what would I like? I'd like a gin and tonic, and then I'd like um, I really love um, Guinness and champagne. Guinness and champagne. Yeah, and there's a name for it, and I can't remember. Um, something velvet, I think it's called. But I, yeah. I think it might be called a black velvet, actually. Yeah. Um, but I am actually at that point, although probably not since lockdown, but um, I don't, I'm not really fussy for an end of meal drink. So I tend to see what everyone else is having and I'll have one. Um, yeah. If that I mean, makes sense. Gin and tonic, are we going, what sort of gin are we going for? Are we going for like a flavoured gin or are we going for, uh, for something else? I don't know. Because I, I, for me personally, I love like a rhubarb gin with some, uh, with like an elderflower tonic. Oh, um, now I'm not into like gooseberry or rhubarb or anything like that. I'm more into, um, I'm just trying to think what gins I like. See, I became a little bit of a gin connoisseur, Matthew. I feel like I'm doing another confession here. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so I actually um, used to love, you know, wine and um, Prosecco and all of that. And I woke up one day and thought this cannot be good for me no I'm not doing it anymore and then someone told me that gin gin was really healthy for you so I've become a little bit of a a, a gin hoarder so what I did when um, lockdown happened you'll be very proud to know is that I actually removed every gin bottle from the house and put them in the garage yeah, and that's because you can only get to our garage if you go out of the house, either out of the front door or out of the back door. We don't have an integral door, so I always thought if I'm really desperate for a drink, sometimes the thought of actually going out in the cold is enough for me to go. I don't really want one. Um, so the other uh, week, I actually said there was a great offer in the supermarket, and I said to my husband, "I think I'll go and buy a few bottles of gin." There's a particular gin I do like called Gunpowder. 
and he walked me to the garage, or I would call it escorted me to the <laughs> garage personally. Um, he opened, um, we have a six foot metal cabinet in there and he opens it and he counted something like 27 bottles of gin. <laughs> <laughs> but as I tried to explain him, I could get double nectar points and it was really good value, but he wasn't having it. So, um, but between you and I, I did sneak it in and I've put it behind the bottle of Ribena in the kitchen for emergency no purposes only. No one would ever have seen that. Have you ever tried making your own gin before? Yes, I have. It was a disaster. It, it could have been paint stripper, really. Um, but they, make it, sorry. they make it with vodka, don't they? Is that, is it still really? vodka? Really? Yeah, that's what all these make. My mom got a kit for Christmas, and uh, you, you get vodka and you distill it with uh, like anseeds, maybe I don't know. I forgot yeah. what it was. But yeah, no, you can make your own from vodka, actually. Do you know, I didn't know that. Maybe it's a, uh, I'll get you a next Christmas uh, for Secret Santa, I'll get you a make your own gin kit for that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, there is a common theme because I have an awful lot of those, you know, those boxes where it's, you know, gin samplers and um, uh, aromic, arom aromatic spices for gin and all of that. Um, yeah. But I actually think, we, I was just having this conversation earlier, since lockdown, I actually don't think it would take much for me to think, get a bit squiffy. Um, you know, when I, everyone I, says when we can go out, out, I think I could be a very cheap date, as they say. One Diet Coke with a bit of caffeine and one gin. And I think someone would have to take me, you know, taking me home and to prevent me embarrassing myself. I completely agree, to be honest, because, like, you can't go to the pub anymore. And, like, it, I think it puts off actually just buying alcohol for your house either. So, like, there's, not, there's no fun drinking by yourself either. So, like, I mean, I guess it's going to be a really cheap night out when we all finish. <laughs> well, um, I don't know about um, anyone listening, but the... Um, you know, obviously Christmas was a, a different event this year for, for many of us, and our plans had to change at the last minute. But our garage does actually resemble um, a really good bar because we bought all this drink thinking we were having family come, <laughs> and yeah. obviously that didn't happen. But my husband actually reckons we probably won't need to buy alcohol till next Christmas. <laughs> no, not, not bad, not bad. No, no. I think the thing that I just quickly want to go on is I need you to explain to me this Guinness champagne because I I, I feel like next meet the trainees I might have to ask you to show me what this is. <laughs> Basically, it's a um um it's like I'm trying to think I've had it in like a um slightly larger glass than a flute. They literally um pour uh, it's probably two thirds Guinness and topped with champagne. Um, and it's very, very smooth. I had it in a hotel. I think it was like the Westbourne Park Hotel in Dublin. Um, and it was, yeah, it was very nice. It really got me on to Because I, I wouldn't drink Guinness normally. I mean, you know, except when you're in Ireland. Um, and it's not my go-to um, drink. But when someone suggested putting a bit of champagne in it, it was very, very nice. And also very healthy. Because champagne isn't actually that bad for you, and Guinness is really good for you know your iron levels. That's the way I look at it. So, have you ever, think... have you ever heard of a baby Guinness? <laughs> no, Matthew, I haven't. Is there a punchline to this? No, it's not just a small Guinness. It's actually the shot that they do at some bars, but no one likes to make them. But it's basically Irish cream, coffee yeah. liqueur, and black sambuca. Ooh. But they do it in a little shot glass, and it's actually one of the best things I've ever had. Even though it technically isn't actually Guinness, it just looks like one. But would recommend. <laughs> hmm. 
Mm, I definitely, it's like everything. I, I, um, I love um, Jaeger bombs. I yeah. absolutely love it. I don't consider having a Jaeger bomb a hardship at all. Um, and um, where most people say, would you like a Jaeger bomb? They look at you and go, why? I'm thinking, because they're really nice. But um, very yeah, maybe I'd add that onto my drinks list, actually. You know, a finish off a Jaeger bomb. Should we have that after dessert? So yes. We have, uh, you know, just just so we can get the party started and we can maybe go to go, go to a nice bar with dancing and stuff. You know, like you know, get get the party started to rest the night after your meal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, I think I think I think we're done with it. We, we've got your after meal drinks. We've got your your gin and tonic, your uh, champagne um, and Guinness, and we've got your Jaeger bombs. So I guess we might be going a bit happy into the last <laughs> to the last. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the ultimate thing is, uh, what dessert can we provide for you at this restaurant? Okay, so this is, a, I don't know the name of it, so can I describe it to you? <laughs> this is going to be fun, yeah. <laughs> so, um, it is an Italian cake. Yeah. Um, and, um, of course, there's a story with this, um, because I knew that I could, you know, this, your restaurant was just amazing and could deliver everything or anything which that... Can, which you yeah. can. We've got Ollie Black in the back kitchen cooking everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, well done, Ollie. You um, get so... can't cook food. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... So how I came across this cake um, is I was in Venice. Yeah. And we were going home, and but we were getting a late flight. So we had all afternoon to sit and have lunch before we got our flight. So the hotel said, leave your cases here. But let me give you some advice. <clears throat> don't, um, don't go to the touristy quarter. You've, you've probably been there. And he drew us a map and he said, just keep going out. It's probably his uncle's place now when I think about it. He said, just keep going out. And he gave us directions and we followed it. And um, we came across a square and um, there was just one restaurant in this square and then houses. And um, my husband said, that looks like the place. We'll, we'll sit there, shall we? Yep. So we sat down. And they sat me next to a table of eight Italians all talking really, really animately. And they had their um, uh, their dogs tied to the desks, uh, the chairs, <clears throat> etc. Yeah. And they were really, really into what they were eating, their food. It was, it was, it was really lovely. Anyway, so Hubby and I were sat there having our meal, and it came to they came around and said, you know, would you like dessert? And I said, oh no, thank you, um, but I would like a cup of coffee. So meanwhile, the manager came out or the owner came out and started talking really um, excitedly to this uh, table of eight and um, suggested that they should have a, a pudding. No, 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 they don't want pudding. Uh, you know, they were all like rubbing their bellies as if to say, no, I'm full, I'm full. Yeah. So um, this delivery had come, and I can only explain to you, he, he took it out very gently, this cake, and he put it on his sweet trolley, and it was probably, you know, four or five times the size of a normal cake. It was huge. It was hum humongous. And I just yeah. happened to say, Tabby, that looks rather nice, but don't really want any. That's fine. Anyway, the next minute, the table next to me are having eight slices. The manager or the owner hasn't um, taken anything they've said for granted and actually just put it on the table. And they were all going, you know, lovely. They were licking their lips. Um, my husband was salivating. The dog was salivating. It was like 
So I looked at him and I said, just get a slice. Just have one slice and get two forks. We called over the owner, came over, talked to us. Um, yeah, yeah, put a piece of cake in front of us and two forks. And as we were uh, about to eat it, we noticed all the staff were coming and taking little slivers of this cake. Yeah. I kept saying, this cake must be something. Um, anyway, to cut a long story short, it was phyllo pastry, cream, custard, nuts, sponge, you name it. It had everything in it with a coffee liqueur um, running through it. And um, the lady next to me who had enjoyed her slice uh, kept encouraging me to eat more, eat more. And mm -hmm. we stayed there for two and a half hours drinking with them. And we brought the cake to our table and just helped <laughs> ourselves for the rest of the afternoon. And it was by far the best dessert I have ever had in my life. It's actually funny because we do actually have that in stock at our restaurant. Oh, Matt, I can't tell you. You've just made me so happy. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad we can tell you Because, again, Ollie Black is a great baker. We really should ask him. <laughs> I think the, um, the funny thing about it as well, when they served the cake, um, after about my third slice, they asked me if I wanted cream. And I looked in disgust of going, no, why? <laughs> Oh, I thought you'd say, why didn't you ask me already? <laughs> <laughs> no, I felt no. It was oh, it was just amazing. And even now, I think if I asked my husband what was his best dessert, he would claim that that afternoon, um, eating that cake with all the Italians. Um, God knows, I don't know what it cost. I haven't got a clue. Uh, we just paid the bill. We were so happy. Um, and then when we sort of the other thing that added to the uh, ambience of the day was there was um. A, what I was, he must have been in his late 70s, um, guy outside the restaurant singing Pavarotti, uh, Ness and Dorma on loop <laughs> live. Um, but it, it added to things. And I actually think, you know, when I've looked at the meals that I would really like, it's because they remind me of somewhere I've really enjoyed being. Yeah. So it's um, not just about the food. Because, like, did you know, actually, so this is Venice, yeah? Mm-hmm. So you know Venice actually, you know you know Birmingham has a bigger canal system than Venice. Fun fact. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Birmingham has the largest canal system in Europe. Matt, I've decided that if I ever go on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you're going to be one of my ask friends. <laughs> I really or phone friends. <laughs> I know all the rude ones, but I don't think I'd do myself to be honest. You could get on there. <laughs> <laughs> but please send, me, please, please send me a message so I can watch that live. <laughs> well, maybe if it's a cookery or bakery one, I can ask Ollie. Oh, definitely. <laughs> All MDS tag will be there in the background watching and supporting. <laughs> Good guys. Well, I think we're near actually the end of that, uh, to be honest. So uh, thank you so much for coming on. I think I'm just going to quickly run through what you've said for your meal. and okay. And just tell me if there's anything you want to change, but I think... We agreed on it. So you've come into the restaurant and you've chosen still water. Yeah. yeah. And you've chosen a bit of ice and lemon in it as well. We've decided to go for burnt bread as an appetizer. Yeah. But we're going to keep the bread, the burnt bread a little bit after so that we can dip it in a lovely mussels and garlic sauce from Greece. Yeah. Yeah. And then as we get into the main course, we're going to go into some chicken and sweet corn, San Francisco mm -hmm. style because of the memories. Yeah. And then we're going to have... A nice bit of a fun in-between dessert drink, which we're going to have a gin and tonic, some champagne and Guinness, 
and also Jagerbomb just to start the night. Yep. And for dessert, we're going to have what I can only describe as an Italian cake from <laughs> Venice with filo pastry, cream, nuts, coffee, liqueur, and it has it all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you know what? Oh, I'm, I'm now really hungry. <laughs> and I'm a bit disappointed I can't go to any of those places. I'm feeling a little bit sad now, Matt. Uh, I'm sure we can try and find your little doggy bag to take <laughs> <laughs> Okay, maybe I just need to go and pour myself a, a, a gin and tonic. I think I'll be having a beer after this, to be honest, <laughs> just, to, just, to, just to relax a bit. But thank you so much, Greta, for coming on to Tag Talks. Um, you are more than welcome. Our first guest. You didn't actually say the mystery ingredients, so lucky for you, you don't have to give me my choice of secondment. <laughs> uh, oh, and Matt, <laughs> I wouldn't anyway. <laughs> I don't know. You, you participate in the game, so but luckily you did win the game, so it will be fine. <laughs> cool. It's been so lovely we'll be, talking to you. Yeah, it's been lovely talking to you too, and I hope we maybe can bring you on again in the future episodes, maybe as a guest. You can help us hope. <laughs> I'd love to do that. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, thank you, and have a lovely evening. You too. Take care.